Season 2, episode 37. Decky Brown, what do we got in store? Ooh, we have a big time party featuring a live band, Yam House, at our house. It is October 27th, and we got a great deal for you. Tickets are in the form of Venmo. We want you guys to Venmo us $16 at the back pocket. That's B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T. But there's a two-for-one deal. You guys are listening to this right now. That means you are in on the two-for-one deal. Tell in the comments, in the description of the Venmo, you will um, just tell us what the back pocket means to you and then tag a friend who's coming with you. You and that friend will be in the two-for-one deal. And do the math, man. That's eight eight bucks a person, or one person just getting real, being real nice and paying for you. Two for one deal at back pocket. Venmo sixteen bucks. Tell us what the back pocket means to you, Andrew. What do we got today, man? Today's podcast will start off with Bah House Brewery founder Mike Schwant, and then we'll go into an average quality back pocket being back pocket. A what did you learn and a feel good story. We're framing it up in a little curveball. We're trying new things here. To, to uh, give you a little context, Mike Schwant, Bauhaus Brewery, we got in touch with him through Dr. Matt Wiest, and the doors opened with him, and we totally seized the opportunity. He seized the opportunity, and it was an all-around fantastic experience. Two days after the Matt Wiest podcast dropped, we get an email, and it says, in the, in the, in the subject line, it says, I love your show. Love what you're doing. It's Mike Schwant goes, hey, I don't know how I can do it, but I want to provide value to you guys. I love what you guys are doing. I love your show. Let me know if you want to collaborate. We said, absolutely. Two days later, we scheduled him for an interview. And today, we have Mike Schwant on. He's a phenomenal guest. He has uh, all kinds of slew things. Not only is he one of the founders of Bauhaus, he is in a band. He is a father. He is a marketing agent at one of the leading marketing agencies in the world, Fallon. You guys will love this episode. We unpack Bauhaus. We unpack his story, not to mention our party is sponsored by Bauhaus Brewery. All around great episode. Brewing. Practicality. You guys will absolutely love it, man. Cheers. Mike Schwant, welcome to the Back Pocket Podcast. How you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, a little overcast today, but a lot of energy coming out of this room already, yeah. man. We're, yeah. we're stoked to have you on. To get it going, Bauhaus Brew Labs, your family founded Bauhaus Brew Labs. Can you give us a little background on that and your role in it? Yeah, absolutely. So my brothers and I, my older brother, Matt, my younger brother, Mark, we've all kind of been very creative kids growing up. We all wanted to play music. Uh, my older brother went to Nashville, actually, to a music school down there, Belmont Music. Uh, and he got in a band. They got signed to Epic Records, and it was about to be a thing. It fell off. Uh, their record got shelved before it came out. Um, and much along those same kind of pathways, my younger brother, Mark, and I, we started a band. And we got signed to a local label in town, and we thought we were going to do the same thing and try it. And then, again, it all fell apart. You know, things just happen when you don't actually try that hard and that sure. <laughs> that turned out to be the case we just really like the idea of it more so than all the work and the grind that goes behind a successful band and we were young and drunks and kind of dumb but you know we learned a lot and then we knew we had to keep doing something creative my older brother came back here 
and he didn't see it that way. He went the way of law school for whatever reason. It just felt like if I'm not doing music, I gotta. I guess I gotta go corporate and pick out something to do. I guess I gotta go to law school. That's what my dad did. Everyone thinks that. I know. Sure. It's 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 just he just he just went by, by example, you know. Yeah. Where my dad, he also when he was a kid, well, you know, high school, they got signed to Mercury Records or or a deal offered by Mercury Records, and like at, you know, his claim to fame is that at one point in La Crosse, Wisconsin, his song was bigger than the Beatles. And, that's his, that's his, in, La, in lacrosse. Yes. That's it. But it was enough to like get them thinking the same thing. Sure. But he went to law school, so that's why my older brother did it. He learned he hated practicing law real bad when he got into it, but he'd been making beer ever since he was in Nashville, like, because he worked at a, a, like a small microbrewery there and learned, learned the trade. And he just did it for fun because he had to keep producing something. He had to keep making something. And then finally, uh, after all this time and him just being miserable. So he's enrolled in law school. He's already, he's already a lawyer at this point. He's working for the, uh, you know, uh, district attorney's office, the attorney general's office. And he just, he got into private law and that's when it all was like, nope, these are not my people. I can't do this. So he asked us, he's like, listen, you've been coming over to my house as often as you can to drink my beer. You come over without even asking just to drink our beer. Uh, should we actually do this? If you, if we, if we want to do it, I need everyone in on this because I had been in advertising for years. My younger brother had been in sales. Um, his wife, my older brother's wife, she's like the ultimate multitasker extraordinaire. So she was going to obviously help run it all. Cause we're all a bunch of bumbling idiots. And then my wife also was in advertising. So it was kind of like we had bare essentials for how we were going to pull this off. And not to mention, um, my, sister-in-law's dad was my older brother's brewing partner back here so he had kind of also this you know old man wisdom to help us guide through right when we were gonna do it and then we just sat down and said all right if we're doing this we're going all in and it was really interesting when my older brother and i first sat down for the first meeting to say all right we're in um i was kind of like we have to be something unique we have to be different we can't just come on and be like oh we're gonna have the same core beers that everyone else does and whatever he's like well i really like the idea of German, um, you know, uh, influenced beers. Cause like we kind of, uh, got this bug when we, my parents took us all to Germany when we were, I was like a freshman in college and nice. just and enjoyed it, the hell. It sounds out like of it. it's in your blood as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, uh, what ended up happening was my older brother was like, you know, he said that about German style beers. And I said, I just popped in my head. I'm like, what about like the Bauhaus. I don't know why, just Bauhaus. Because I took like an art history school or art history class in college and just it popped in my head. He pulled out a notebook. And he's like, I wrote that down yesterday. I'm like, all right, boom, there we go. And so we had it for like the name. It was simple. The And then the more we did research on the name itself, it's like um, the idea of the Bauhaus art school was about bringing practicality to, to art it's not just for rich people it's not supposed to be on your walls like your plates can be designed well your chairs can be designed well your everything can be artful so it was kind of like we didn't want to be the exclusive snobby beer um type of type of brewery that had, we were kind of starting to see happen it's like it's not like how it is now necessarily because it's so mainstream but before mm-hmm. it's like if you didn't get it and you didn't like a triple ipa or something it's like you weren't in mm-hmm. and we were like we want to be the approachable beer, like the beer, beer for everyone. It's like, it's still made really fucking well, but it's a way more approachable for like, it's almost like we want to be the gateway beer. Love it. You know, that's so crazy. So <laughs> we're Andrew and I are 20 year old dudes. And like, you're speaking right to us. Like 
no idea what a triple IPA is, but 100% ordering it because it's just something different, you know? Yep. We drank hams, we drank uh, Coors, Bud Light, you name it, exactly. for the last four years or however many years. Yep. And it was like, okay, I got a little dough. My, I'll throw six bucks at a micro brew or I'll, I'll do whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it takes, right? Um, so that's that's so cool. I love the practicality part too. And I crave creation stories. So that's so cool. Your older brother, he's the craftsman. Yeah. And he has um, a partner that's got the wisdom that's kind of given a little more structure to enter the industry. Mm-hmm. And then you step in and you're kind of more the marketing side, yep. you, you and your wife. Yep. And then the team is built. Yeah. So exactly. It, it, yeah, that's so cool. Everyone's got a little different mindset. Everyone brings something new to the table. What's that like with your brother being a craftsman and you're kind of having be ne- more of the businessman, more of the suit and tie guy, not necessarily, but you kind of got that kind of connotation. It's, it's weird because we all wear many hats. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, yeah, Matt's a craftsman in terms of he went all in on learning everything he could and understands fundamentally how to make a great recipe, right? Mm-hmm. He understands what, goes into it the amount of like attention to detail like it is it is truly science like if you mess up even a little bit you can create so many flaws in beer that becomes disastrous if you make a mass you know scale so it's like scaling from like oh i homebrew in my basement to doing a 30 barrel 60 barrel batch is massive because if you screw that up that is thousands and thousands of dollars down the drain so um he obviously has that but he's also all of our numbers guy this is where all the law like um and his background in law came into play for all our contracts for all our business for like he is the financed guy um i would say i am the furthest removed from that and i have no idea what's going on that side i don't need to that's what's so that's the beauty of it all so we're all creators in a way and from my standpoint is like my entire goal is to create uh interesting ways of positioning ourselves, talking about ourselves, as also as well as like interesting ways to bring people in. Like basically, there's something that I heard like a few years ago that has kind of inspired everything is exploit your uniqueness in service of others. Like that's that's you as a person, that's you as a brand, that's you as like mm-hmm. what is the the thing you guys do best? Exploit the hell out of it as long as it's for other people. It's not for yourself. It's for everyone else. So that's why we choose the events we do that's why we make the videos we do that's why we do all the design we do it's like it's fun it's it makes everyone else feel good you know i love that we got to touch in touch in on the schwan fest and your guys's videos that you made those little yeah. commercials i throw it on so i i watched it at work today and i didn't watch it without any audio because you know corporate yeah, life of course and uh we gotta I, start captioning those things, man. Yeah. It take, I, I, I was almost all the way through, and then Facebook glitched out. I'm like, well, I'm not doing it because it, it's a process. It oh is. My gosh, that's so tedious. It's hey, let very me get, tedious. Let me give you something right here. Subtitle.com. Yeah. You'll thank me later. Write it down. We'll Sub. Subtitle with a Z. Subtitle.com. Yep. Drag and drop the file. It transcribes it. Puts it. You choose what kind of text, what kind of background. Um, pay what and then like. you can just edit if it's wrong edit uh, if it's like wrong. pretty easily yeah and versus facebook's terrible tool okay. right yes. they're like 95 percent accurate they space what? out they space out the text for you all nice and shit and then you just hit download and if you pay it's like five buck a month subscription that's and perfect. it's 70 cents a video you just saved me so much time yep. yeah Thank you. Absolutely. Baird with, with subtitle. And then you're now you're uh, inside the corporate life. Now people can watch your videos. Yes. What, without headphones. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. Yes. I know, right? <clears throat> Major problem solver right there. Mm-hmm. But diving into Schwanto. Yes, Fest. yes. So we're in it right now, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still the season. The, the event itself was a little bit 
uh, over a week ago. Like, okay. yeah, like I, it was like September 29th was the event that culminates, but the beer itself is still in season until okay. the next few weeks. Yeah, sweet. And can you give a timeline of when that started and like kind of the evolution of what yeah. it's become? So with Schwantoberfest, this is the one time we were vain and decided to put our stupid name within the beer title itself. I mean, <laughs> when you have a German name that's seven consonants surrounding one vowel, it's like you ne you never want to put it out there because no one can pronounce it. So we're like, yeah, let's just make it in the beer itself because that's funny. But it started like 10 years ago. My older brother created Schwantoberfest as just his own Oktoberfest party in his backyard, and we just kept, you know, making it bigger and bigger every year until we opened the doors and we we're like what are we gonna call our oktoberfest and he's like i don't know i was thinking maybe just carry the name over I'm like all right let's all right it. let's do it that's <laughs> a, that's that's the bauhaus way is to be a little bit different a little weird um and this year i mean if you go back there's there are crazy schwantoberfest videos that we've done thus far too and mm -hmm. this year was just we had a, a different idea where it's like what if we treat it like it's kind of its own games or olympics uh, of some sorts a beer olympics so i made a teaser video earlier on that was kind of like getting the games ready like the fest season is about to start and then no one knew we were going to do this and we just made a basically a more of a comedy sketch versus a promo just around the idea of like what if we are being completely like earnest about you know a, a couple of guys commentating on this crazy event that happens every year completely fictional but we did try doing some of those games at the actual event they didn't work very well, but it's funny on camera. Yeah, that's, I mean, the story of it, it's so cool. And you guys are capturing it in multitudes of ways. And we talk about this all the time, how we tell stories and how we do it on the back pocket and how we tell our creation story. And you guys have, been, you've already shared a few of, uh, stories in itself, but you're, you're telling the story through beer. Mm -hmm. And you're sharing every experience uh, that your family has kind of had. And then you get to pass that on to consumers. Um What's that like having to, like you're doing it through a liquid? I mean, I know. you get to do it through audio, and that's kind of the norm, and we get to pass that on to our audience, and you get to do it through a beer. That's awesome. It's so fun. I mean, the biggest thing that we've really taken to heart and something that I have just been very adamant about throughout this whole thing was being different better than better. Like that we could have just come on the scene saying we have a better version of, you know, X beer or this beer or this beer and make it really about the beer. But if you want to build a brand, you got to go bigger than that. And you have to be something unique with a unique voice. And so that's what we set out to do. And because we, you know, just are a bunch of creative nuts that like to just make stuff in general, we thought the best way to tell our story is through continually making stuff. And I think it was one of our first videos that kind of blew up where we uh, parodied the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits between those two trucks. Do you remember that video? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, check out our first hairbanger video. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And that was, like, the first one where we're like, holy shit, that was fun. And that, like, got a lot, a lot of attention. And it basically was just our sense of humor captured right there. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were like, how do we, how do we outdo that? And so then every time it's kind of been a lesson. And now we've gotten into more of a process of how we build stuff, how we come up with different stories. And how we can start connecting them because in the end it just has to come through our voice um, and and stay within our sense of humor where it's like it, yeah we hope everyone laughs at it we po we hope people enjoy it and pass it around because it really is again it's for our consumers to glob onto and hopefully have something to show their friends or family or whoever but in the end it's got to be our sense of humor we're not making it to pander so if 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 they don't like it, it's like, well, why didn't that work? I don't know. Uh, let's figure this out and just stay true to ourselves with everything we do. 
and then you know we are you know musicians and songwriters so we get to make all our own music for all the the backing oh, tracks. so that is your music oh yeah everything awesome, well man. oh that not for not for that video the schwantoberfest video uh, my buddy brian at in the groove studios downtown he makes music for you know commercials and stuff yeah, yeah exactly he is and um those were rejected sports center songs no way. Yeah. yeah yeah hell yeah yeah so we were like well that's perfect like can we use this he's like yeah perfect I'm that's like, All so right. awesome what's the process like in terms of you know trying to outdo your uh creative videos every single time like you said you started developing a process for the mm -hmm. creation how does what's that process look like so it, we we really have to go back and look at a number one how big is this beer supposed to be for us like how 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 much money are we putting into the actual product itself because that has to determine like we can't if we made a massive epic over the top video for like a one-off beer that wasn't going to be around long like that's a it's a waste of resources you know like it, it ends up being yeah it's awesome but if it's not you know if it's not going to be on shelves after the time the video makes its circulation then it's there's no real point so we have to judge that first um the second thing is just we have to really you know work on ideas i mean ideas 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 it's like it just yeah. and, and they can come from everywhere like my younger brother Mark has been very instrumental in a lot of the weirder ideas. That uh, I mean, he's the guy who's he's the the one of the main sportscasters in that video. Okay, and that was that was uh, a lot of his idea um, in that whole thing. And so we really you know have these meetings now. Um, have you heard of Traction? You ever heard of this? I have not. So Traction is the uh, it's it's more of like a business process kind of overall approach. Um, to small business so it's usually between anywhere from like 50 employees to 200 employees kind of tops but it is a process that works across every single business for staying on track for making you know goals and keeping them going how you, how you can run your meetings we adopted this um last year and that has been what's brought process because everything else was just flying by the seat of our pants like oh shit we got to make a video for that beer <laughs> and now it's like we have stuff in place there's a marketing meeting every week where you know these elements get brought up, we talk about timing, and then um, we again we assess how big the beer is going to be. Can we can we shoot this thing in house, can, or do we have to uh, you know utilize our friends at um, Urban Mountain, who it's a production company that we're friends with, and they're nice. also part of the Bauhaus family, as in they have great production skills, great eye, they have you know awesome gear, and they know what they're doing. So though, that's how we choose and. Now we've decided that outdoing doesn't always mean going bigger in terms of scope. It means being smarter. Sweet. Love it. Okay, so I hope I'm not off, beat, off the beaten path with this. but it, So Bauhaus is practicality. That's mm -hmm. the art. It's all about practicality. When you created that name and through the stories that you've already told us and the journey you've um, embodied, has Bauhaus, that name, kind of changed your perspective on your own personality like have you tried to embody that practicality because i am feeling like every single thing you're describing totally evolves around that whole idea of being practical whether it's the videos or whether it's the next event you're going to promote or the event you're going to host mm -hmm. i mean and the reason i'm bringing this up is yeah. we created back pocket and worked and the, the mantra that we started was ordinary average guys yeah just a couple of dudes having a passion to share a message and we wanted to interview our friends then professors and then it came mm -hmm. on to people like you with awesome stories so have you found that in your life like you're you're now like a, you're a Bauhaus minion almost yeah yeah I mean it's it it's weird that I've never thought about it like that way before mm -hmm. but that's absolutely what it is it's 
we want to embody the idea that like you know humility and, and, and approachability and in- inclusivity is part of our whole brand and it's really made me uh change kind of the way I, I see things like cynicism and and just you know being introverted or anything like that it's it's helped me absolutely kind of view things differently and i think it's caused me to become more you know process driven with myself in terms of you know, being having a regimen, having a routine, having things that continue because that's how you grow. It's like it's the whole, you know, compound interest thing that, you know, I think Dr. Matt was talking about the other week where it's you give yourself the kind of the same processes every day. You just keep getting better and better and better. You know, mm-hmm. you, like you're kind of always mastering as you go while you're still a student the whole time. And I feel like that's what this business has taught us is that you can always be better and and, and you know, before it's like i don't know i'd say that's the kind of the thing i'm starting to learn and adopt yeah awesome and that's like really the mindset you have to have obviously with anything but more so in the brewery industry and andrew's kind of giving me a background on it in terms of like craft brewery or brews was really started by summit back in the twin cities yeah am i I correct with that yeah i mean in yeah in terms of like the most modern yeah beer that actually brought in these you know these kind of newer styles absolutely i mean shells has been the one that's here forever but they're like the you know the old school german brewery that started back in the 1800s yeah. okay. they're still killing it and they make awesome beer summit was where they started introducing some of these newer styles that were coming from the west coast and okay you know. so my my point was you know there are so many breweries out so there. many so many and then it's like one of my questions was like how do you differentiate yourself mm-hmm. and you're already showing that with being yourself, staying practicality, reinforcing, tripling down, exploiting that message, that unique opportunity for someone like Andrew and I, where we can Google brewery um, on a Friday night and go anywhere. Mm-hmm. We can literally go anywhere within walking distance. Yep. What makes Bajas better than any other, any of those other ones? Well, it's it's not even about what's better. It's what like it's the unique opportunity. It's the un- exactly what's yeah. the unique thing that we're going to offer you that you might be interested in. Be like we we make our events part of our marketing like our events themselves are you know your way in because if you have a really unique you know first touch point where it's like luckily it's not just about the beer for us like you said it's bigger than that so if we get someone in to come to one of our you know our schmottoberfest party or one of our big random events like we have there's like a big podcast um too beautiful to live you know that podcast i'm not sure uh it's like a podcast from seattle and they're doing a whole live podcast about about house tonight and and I, I didn't know much about it, but apparently they have a ton of fans. And it's like you bring something unique like that, and now we'll bring in all these fans. There's a, there's another podcast, My Brother and Brother and Me. Do you know that one at all? I mean, there's so many. There's so many. For but me, that was like, that's like, like a, just a comedy podcast that's hilarious. And they're from like Texas, and they did like a meetup here with their friend, like their fan base. And it's like, we always want to provide a, a weird opportunity that most places don't. And yeah. we just happen to have good beer too. You know, that's really what it comes down to you're bringing in guests that are relevant you're yes not, not like uh some even even people that might be like uh on a tier above like we you don't need those people to promote your brand you need people that are promoting themselves mm-hmm. and that's what you i just i mean a person from seattle a person from texas coming to the twin cities and sitting down in a brewery and bringing their fans with them yeah that's cool yeah absolutely and, mm-hmm. and it's awesome you know to be inclusive of all different types of niche interests as well as you know, just become that kind of, we're like the social lubricant for the entire thing. You know, people get yeah. to let loose and get to talk with each other. Like, we never wanted to be a brewery where people come in and dissect 
like a beer with a notebook in a corner. You know, it's like have a sip, go, yeah, that's pretty good. Now, what the hell were we talking about? You know, mm-hmm. that's about to the extent of it. That's so awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. Again, it's all about the practicality. Yeah. I love how um, it's awesome how you can capitalize on those kind of audiences now. Mm-hmm. And social media has a lot to do with that, I think, and just technology in general. And that's, I think that's where you start just building brick by brick by brick. Yeah, you absolutely. just start capitalizing on these small, smaller, just really dedicated, unique audiences. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we found some success in terms of just like, okay, we went to St. Thomas. Everyone knows that we started the back pocket there. So let's start getting people from St. Thomas on. And then we've just kind of slowly built brick by brick by brick. And it's St. Thomas, Twin Cities, brick in the Twin Cities. And you're a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So let's touch on you a little bit, man. You're a doer of all things, it sounds like. I like to I like to uh, dabble in a lot. Yes. So let's uh, go down the list, the running list of uh, things that you are. So first, obviously, you're in a band. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's my cathartic creative release. Okay. Yes. And then marketing for Bajas. Yep. You're a father. I am. Okay. Anything else? Am I missing anything there? I actually work full time at Fallon. Fallon, that's yeah. right. So which is a huge marketing agency, right? Yeah, they're awesome. They're amazing. Damn. Like, mm. yeah, it's great. It's um, it's more, again, kind of. There's there's a lot of sides to this, but practicality keeps coming up. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I. Both were in advertising. She worked at Fallon before me. And okay. then um, as things go, you know, accounts change and switch. And then all of a sudden, it, she had left the agency and then opportunity opened up for me. And I'm like, can I go now? Because they asked her to come back. And she's like, you can have a time. You can have a turn there. So we kind of switched places, um, which is hilarious. But when this, the Bruce started taking off, one of us had to quit and go full time. Okay. And so she took that opportunity to go to a Bauhaus full-time because it allowed her more time with our kids, too. So, right so I, I, what's awesome about Fallon is not only do they uh, uh, support everything we do, they encourage the hell out of it. So if I have downtime at work, I'm doing Bauhaus stuff. And they, they know it. They see me cutting a video. They don't, they don't necessarily care as long as I get my, my shit done, you know? Right. I mean, today... One of have you guys heard of Jake likes onions? Have you heard of that comic strip? It's on Instagram. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a copywriter at Fallon, and he's like millions of followers, and he put out a book this week, like the same publishing company that put out like all the Kelvin and Hobbes stuff, and like it's like his dream come true, and Sweet. Fallon supported him through all of it, you know, and he still has a job, so it's like they they, they appreciate people having all these creative outlets. So not only do I get to have a job where I have healthcare for my kids and my family, they also support. The, you know, the entrepreneurship spirit that we have and the creative, like, uh, you know, uh, spirit we have as well as um, providing just so much knowledge on what's yeah. current in, you know, the marketing industry and where trends are going to go. So it's, I have access to so much information and support. It's, it's amazing. I love that that's like a thing now, too. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I mean, coming in as 22-year-old guys working mm-hmm. corporate jobs, I would not be the first to think that you could have a side hustle and, like, your company would It's not even would a side. It. It's, like, uh, a main hustle. It's, like, two hustles going at Yeah. It. Yeah. And there's, and there's there tons of guys and, and gals that found that have that. Mm-hmm. That yes. have some kind of extracurricular where they're, it's, like, it's, you know, it's their pride. It's their baby. It's their, it's their extra thing that everyone is very supportive of. It's awesome. Today's world's so creative. It is. There's so many different uh, ways you can maneuver through that creative outlet. Mm -hmm. And social media has provided so many ways to get that name out there. Whether you're creating t-shirts, you have a podcast, you have beer, 
whatever it may be, yep. you can get your name out of there through pod, through uh, social media, and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So nuts, dude. And in terms of like, so if money wasn't an option, what would you do full time, or would you just keep your life the same if money wasn't a? This, this is something I've been trying to ask myself for a while, okay. and it's like I, I like so many things that it's like hard to be like. There's only one thing I do. I mean, I wish it could be just making content, and I wish I was like making film. You know, I mean, that would be awesome. It was something I always had a dream about doing, and now I'm finally at least making strides into you know creating, concepting videos and, and content and cutting it together. It's like I'm doing essentially what I've been wanting to do. If I could do that all day, every day, and just come up with ideas, write scripts, that would be How old amazing. Are you I'm 35. Young. I mean, You're yeah, by, to, by by today's standard, that's young. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I plan to live to 100. Granted, so. granted we're uh, we're 22, so we're a little younger. A little bit. But you're young. Just a tad. You're young. Yeah. And that's and that's awesome because I I'm in the situation where like when I have an idea, Andrew knows this. When I have an idea, I just kind of do it. So like sober October, right? Yep. We we came up with the idea for it. Why not? Um, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just film one person every day who's participating, get an interview. I'm going to create a documentary. That's awesome. So now I'm doing a documentary. We're going to like Tommy Johnny, the big rivalry yep. game. We, uh, yeah, that have, have, man, go- that's going to be a, a real test of willpower. <laughs> crushing LaCroix. Yep. We crushing. Are- you have to bring just <laughs> Rumpel Stillskin. Steve yeah. Cold Austin. You, yeah. you got the whole work. Yeah. Making a whole, we're going to make just a whole, shotgunning. Uh, like, yes. like, you know, the drill. <laughs> you know, the drill. Yeah. Zombie pub crawl that night. Are you coming? Yeah. We're playing. Yes. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. We yeah. got tickets. In. We have our we are the only band on the middle stage between the two main stages. So there's a tent stage in the middle and that's where Viva Knievel, my band's playing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Say that yeah. one more time, the band name. Viva Knievel. Viva Knievel. Yeah. Let's touch on that yeah, a little what, bit. What was that in the naming process of that? You got creative names, man. It's uh and that that I will give full credit to my younger brother Mark. It was it was an old, you know, uh, Evil Knievel movie that was horrible but the name <laughs> but the name is so badass like he saw it like in a picture and we were just like that is cool so we you know we we've embraced like the red white and blue kind of like the yes. whole just crazy patriotic over the top mm-hmm. almost almost like kid rockish but kind of you know patronizing in a way i don't know sure. it's fun and we you know we we play a lot of funk we got you know usually a three to four piece horn section and our band just likes to throw it on. I mean, we're all best friends, so it's it's really just us fucking around on stage, but doing yeah. it really well. What position? <laughs> uh, what instrument are you? I sing, play guitar, keys, okay. mainly keys and sing. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you're you're awesome, man. How many kids do you have? Two. Two. Okay. Congrats. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They're they're the best. Yep. They're awesome. Yes. That scares me. I'm just gonna put that out there. Oh yeah. I mean, terrified. No. When I was when I was your age, I mean, I didn't even want to get married. I was like, ah, that, that'll never happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, kids, forget about it. That's absolutely not. Forget about forget it. About forget it. about it. Yeah. And oh. and now here we are. It's like you get to a point where you're never ready for any major change in life. But then all the shit, all the cliche things that have ever been said are all true. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you won't know until you know. And it's like, oh, you, you don't get it. You don't, and it's like, everyone's telling me that. I'm like, fuck you. And then I'm like, oh, telling people, you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately parroting all the things I heard. Okay, how about this? What's one thing you could say to two average 22-year-old guys right now? Um, I wish, I honestly wish that I knew about um, 
like that the whole idea of compound interest when I was y'all age. Like that whole idea of you put in a little bit towards a goal every single day. Not you don't make strides. It's never about major strides. I'd always like go all out effort once a month, once every two months, where it'd just be a day of like, I got so much today. And it's like, yeah, I finally felt like I moved the ball for it. And then I'd get drunk for a week. You know what I mean? It's like I was doing just not the consistent effort. Consistent, small effort towards anything you want, and you're going to get there before you know it and everything. It's like I never applied that to, to my health. I never applied that to um, work. Never applied that to relationships, to anything, you know? That's huge. Right? It's, it's massive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish I could go back and just kick my ass and say, do this. I would, it's like I, don't, I mean I don't regret where I am now at all. It's just that that's like a that is huge. Mm-hmm. And the ability for you to say that now is even cooler. I mean, like looking back, you're like, all right, I I, I, I had moments like that. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I can be better now. I can mm-hmm. do this even a little bit better, but I can take it slowly but surely yep. and hammer it out. And that's a mantra that every person in our situation that's in the works of starting something that they think is going to be one day their life and blood. Mm-hmm. That's small continuous improvement approach is yep. so huge i mean and it's the the idea of you guys just graduated but you're never not going to be a student you yes. know like oh, that's yeah. just and i'm sure you guys already know that based on kind of just the style of this podcast it's like mm-hmm. you got to be learning all the time the second you feel like you know everything you know nothing nothing <laughs> that's step one dude yeah step one step is admit one. that you know nothing exactly <laughs> step two is go figure it out yeah <laughs> damn right what's crazy too is like so you're doing all this stuff, right? And you're talking about consistent, persistent pursuit. Mm-hmm. That's how um, we had a podcast guest by the name of Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I saw that. that. How did where? How did you get that guy? That's amazing. Yeah, I was he, like, holy shit! Instagram. That's amazing. Instagram we, DMs. We slid in there, and we just we kept just, on, just slid into the DMs. Slid into DMs. <laughs> At first, bro, we were we just the kept way. on like saying like you were providing so much value to us, like everything you're saying right now. We are like we are craving, it. and we kept on talking about it on the show, and then. Uh, continuous to kind of reach out to him like hey if you have a time if you have a time slot blah 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 and then he was heading to uh, he was making a trip to africa and um southeast asia all over the place all over the place and he's like all right call me back or set a time when i get back from that and then we set a time and it was like a month and a half later boom he comes on that day with like no communication before that and we, it just was there it was You're like, there it happened it, this is happening oh my god yes. like, oh, okay okay let's do it and what's funny is that's so cool yep. yeah What's crazy too is so he had like his assistants. I mean, he's he's a millionaire. He's, yeah, he's got yeah he's got, he's, he's got people. Right, he's got delegation. Peeps. It's a real thing with Dave Meltzer. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, the guy hooks us up with um, the whole FaceTime thing. We're getting ready to set it up, and his assistants got these like, uh, uh, like you know, with the fake prescription glasses. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So he's got those on. The guy's name's Brad, of course. And I'm like, <laughs> Brad, yo, are those, uh, are those prescription, Brad? Like, that was like the first thing I said. And it set the tone for like the entire interview. Cause like we were just, he just immediately knew that we were just two jokester dudes that like got in front of this man. And they're like, uh, our he's like, here. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> well, no, but, like, and then, no, like, I'm just kidding. But yeah. the best part was like, by the end of it, he was like, you two are like so radically humble. He goes, you, I wish like my kids could be like you guys someday. That's like, awesome. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. That was the most rewarding thing I've heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going off that. You've already mentioned humility yourself, Mm -hmm. and this is something a lot of our listeners might be dealing with as well. Um, You're in a family business, and and you're already showing how you've been able to intertwine that in multiple fronts, a band with your wife working that job and in Bauhaus. Do you have advice for our listeners in in the early stages and then even moving through that? What's it like dealing with family in a business? 
So it's funny because there are so many sides to this coin, right? There's the awesome side that we all, you know, work our asses off. We all get to together bask in success that happens. Whenever there's a, like, you know, a moment of success, we all get to celebrate it together. That's awesome. It's, it's not just like, you know, you have a family where you got a brother in Arizona and one's in rehab somewhere and the other one's like killing it on Wall Street. It's like you can't all share each other's success. The right. fact that we get to share each other's success is awesome. On the flip side, we all get to share each other's failures or anytime there's, there's struggle or stress. So that's really hard. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the other great thing is like we get to stay so close as adults. Mm-hmm. And, and we even got closer because of this i mean my younger brother and i have been playing music together for 13 years so we're we're very close like you know to the point of we butt heads a lot but at the same time you know we absolutely love each other on the you know on the antithesis of that we're all so close that we you know sometimes let familial uh uh, relationships kind of uh show a little bit more in the workplace where it's like you may not have that reaction to a coworker if there's stress but you might say something to like a family member, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's like people are like, Ooh, stay out of that. You know, <laughs> where it's like, that's not necessarily the most professional thing. We all try to work on it, but sometimes things just come out. So you always have to kind of be cognizant. And I think the biggest thing that we've learned is that, you know, as, as leaders of this organization, we, we gotta have mental tightness. It's like, I mean, yeah, we can be physically loose and be as much about our humor and authenticity, but mental tightness. So we don't, you, you can't, you can't show the cracks to everyone else or everyone else is going to follow that. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it just becomes like a, it infects everything. So Arthur Ashe. Yeah. In his, in this book called obstacles the way. Oh yeah. Ryan holiday, man. So yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe. Yeah. Physically loose. Mentally. That's tight. where I got that. Yep. That is exactly where so I got the way, that. Dude. Dude, it like his other the ego is the enemy. That other book he has, like yeah. that's. I mean, that dude is brilliant. He's like 27, 28. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, doesn't kid. that like when I heard how young he was, I was like, Are you kidding me? You have more wisdom than most people that I that I've like heard and talked to that are like sixty plus. Like what the hell, dude? That collaboration's off the game, off the charts. Yeah. Because he's bringing all those dudes into his book. Yeah. It's phenomenal. We, that's so we heard that um, going into senior year football camp. Our, our coach had us read that book to during our um, break time. We, one person would read in front of our, the whole the 120 t- uh, players on our team. That's so cool. And we both had a chance to read in front of the team. And guess just... which chapter was mine. Really? Arthur, Arthur Ashe? Ashe? I didn't know that. Physically loose, mentally tight. Let's go. Dude, it's so, I mean, it's so right. It's one of such... these, dude, full circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So nuts, dude. Well, back to my question. I think we, I, I don't totally. know if I ever I'm... asked this question, yeah. but... Um, so consistent, persistent pursuit, man, you're doing, you're consistently pursuing being a father mm-hmm. in a band, Bajas Fallon, four totally different realms of life, all pursuing them at least a little bit in the day. How do yeah. you balance that? So like, I know you guys were going to ask this and I figured this would be the best place to say it. This is my average quality. This is where I kind of yeah. suck. Perfect. <laughs> I cannot, I can, I'm bad at it though. It's it, the balance. It's, it's my prioritizing my schedule, my time, because it's like, as a father, you don't want to miss anything because it's like they're only going to be this young once. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss that. Mm-hmm. But you still got to fulfill some parts of yourself and and then choosing which one I'm going to do. It's like it's been the – it's just constant balancing act. It's spinning plates at all times. 
simultaneously, I'm totally attracted to that. Like that somehow works for me where it's like if I, anytime I've ever tried to do just one thing, that's where I fail. Like I'm not really that good at it. And I know that, you know, a lot of the time it's like you need to give you, I mean, you have to give a hundred percent focus to what you're doing. For me, I do it in spurts though, where it's like a hundred percent focus presently in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Not like everything else is blocked for the next month, two months, you know, I'm on, I'm on this. It's like, that's just the way I've operated. And whether that's good or bad, it's still yet to be determined. Whether it's good or bad, it's average. It's average. That's what it is. That is the most organic average quality I think we've ever experienced on the show. Oh yeah. We, yeah. Cause we usually, it's usually in the first 10 minutes we get that question right. out there. Cause it's kind of setting the tone early. And it honestly slipped my mind. Cause what we were talking about was I was so locked. We were in. elsewhere. We were elsewhere. <laughs> right. And, uh, so thank you for bringing that back in another full circle moment. That was awesome. Um, boom, boom. Yeah. I got a question. Um, in terms of like, Oh shit. What was my question? Um, Andrew, you, you ask a question. I, <laughs> well, I was going to phrase, Another core question of ours, yeah. and it's uh, what's in your back pocket? And you can incorporate this in your own personal life. You mm -hmm. can dabble it in what's in uh, Bauhaus's back yeah. pocket. You might have already touched on it yourself, but it, what's in your back pocket? Honestly, man, meditation is my is is everything. That was my, my back question. Pocket. Yeah, I was gonna ask. It's question. everything. It's like I I I I've been. I mean, fuck, I got Rafiki tattooed on my arm because he's the first character I ever saw. And like when I was a kid meditating, I'm like, what is yeah. what's that all about? And got into it, you know, kind of like 10 years ago, maybe maybe a little less. And I, I've always kind of been in and out, in and out, where it's like it, I always understood the benefits of it. I never understood the benefits of the consistency of it until this summer, really. So I've probably meditated, I don't know, every day for the last three months. And that's when things have absolutely started clicking. I can handle stress like I've never been able to before. That's when I start noticing the synchronicity is like what I was telling you, where it's like things that keep popping up that kind of direct, maybe I should start going that direction or maybe I should follow that or pursue this. And it always ends up working out. Like it's very odd how this has become very fruitful. And it just made me, it's made me more humble. It's made me a better husband, a better father, better organizing of my time and more cognizant of just present everything. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It, when everyone tells you all that, it only matters if you really dedicate yourself to it every day so it just become part of you know another thing you add to the routine so so listen to this your average quality is focusing your attention and you know figuring out how to consistently pursue all your passions yes in your back pocket is meditation which enables you to handle and best put your uh, put your next step forward in the in that average you got quality. it man you absolutely got it and it's like oh, i didn't yeah. get that until like even the last month where it's kind of been seeing it manifest where it's like i can approach all this without the anxiety mm -hmm. without the worry that like ah oh, there's too much or the overwhelmed feeling because I, I you know when you have a bunch of shit on your plate it's just, you can't help but get overwhelmed it's just anxiety comes man for sure anxiety is so hard to deal with and yeah. it's, it's in all of us and meditation is a great way to not not conquer it but to absorb it Yes. And truly uh, notice it and find out where its roots are. Be right with it. Be it's right like, with it's it. like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's there. I don't need to worry about it. I just acknowledge it and let it go and go, all right, what the fuck was I doing? Let's yep. go. And it, and do you weave meditation into um, just when it, and when it feels right in, in the day or are you structured and you have, when I wake up, that's what I'm doing. Before I go to bed, this is what I'm doing. I wish I could do it every day before, like right when I wake up. Like that would be ideal. Like it would be 
I mean, that sets the tone for the whole day, right? Like, I mean, that's how you get your intention out. That's how you kind of let yourself come to, you know, come to like uh, the table in the morning where it's like, all right, I'm feeling good. Let's go attack the day. I got it. Um, you're tuned. You're tuned in. I can't do that a lot of times just because of, you know, you never know when your kids are going to wake up. You never know if I'm going to have to work really late the night before and then I can't get up early because, I, I mean, I value sleep as much as possible. So, you know, sometimes you got to sacrifice. But I just find a way to do it. Luckily, I found a floor in my office building that's completely abandoned. So I actually can go down there and meditate, just, you know, pop nice. out for 20 minutes and come back refreshed and ready to go. Right on. I yeah. love that. Awesome. Nature of the beast. You yeah. Find a way. Find a way. I mean, if it's important to you, you can make time. Like any, anyone who says, oh, I'm too busy to do this or do that. It's like, well, if it's important to you, you make time. Just what you do. I love how meditation is like really about documenting like what's in the present. And uh, we had a podcast guest last year, probably right around this time, who specializes in meditation. And he says like when you're thinking and your mind's going all over the place, you're going to have thoughts that go to the future, thoughts that go mm -hmm. to the past. Um, future with anxiouses and past depression. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We all, we're all there. Um, so one thing that I started doing like last week, I always like to visualize my breathing to understand and have that contribute to me being in the present. Mm -hmm. So when you breathe in, imagine like hands are coming up through your nose, mm -hmm. in your mouth, into your brain and grabbing all the thoughts. And then just when you breathe out, dude, it flings Whoa. them all out of there, dude. It's dude, crazy. Visualization <laughs> with meditation is insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Because once you can start seeing it, and you can, you can just immediately do that. Like yeah. it's like it's like exercising a muscle. Yes, it's awesome. Mm. I've never done that. I'm gonna try that. That's yeah, cool. try it out though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's staying in the present. Yeah, yeah. I found this um, uh, this book. It it, it, it kind of just came into my peripheral. Um, it's funny, man, because I was listening to that stationary astronaut dude talking about uh, like psychedelics and you know, and it's like uh, this came out of that. I read that book, How to Change Your Mind, by Michael Pollan. You heard this book? Yes, it's amazing. I haven't read it. Heard it, it is amazing, just because it's mind blowing. Because you see the benefits that psychedelics could have on on the entire human race if mm -hmm. treated properly. Like the way that you can cure addiction, the way that you can like you know get people over anxieties, depression, fear. Um, by letting them you know, conquer their own inner demons through this kind of medicine. You know, it just, th that's amazing to me. And then that led me to this book called Mind to Matter by Dawson Church. And this is like, it's basically using science to prove what shamans and, and you know, people in the spiritual and meditation world have been trying to say to everyone forever. Because now you can measure, you know, everything with your, your EEG monitors, EKG monitors, and show that changes are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, with scientific data based on, you know, meditation and everything. And there's a meditation uh, uh, style this dude developed called eco-meditation. And it's like a process of tuning your brain to all the proper brain waves. You'll hit every brain wave that you need to kind of get in tune with the world, which, have you guys heard of the Schumann resonances at all? Have you, maybe that come across anything? No? Not yet. So this is this is wild. Like, there are, you know, different frequencies that the earth just emits and, and they are different like frequency ranges and those are the Schumann resonances and they all coincide with different areas of brainwave patterns that you guys that that we have as humans. I mean it makes sense. We all evolved here. It's like those are the kind of the key areas. So those are the roots, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And so if you can tune your brain to those frequencies with a meditation, you're you're in tune for the day. You know what I mean? Like it's like I would never play music without getting my guitar in tune like that would sound like shit like mm -hmm. it would be awful like oh. if, if i wasn't tuned up 
So it's like making sure that you have that, so you have resonance with your with kind of everything that's going on. You got that sound, that harmony. Yeah, exactly. You live life in harmony. If you mm-hmm. tune, if you tune in, you tune yourself up every day. You you live life in more harmony. It's just, it's just, and it's like now after doing this for like ninety days straight, it's like holy shit, it is all real. Yes. Man, I mean, first off, we need to get on that. First we need off, to get on that. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will yeah. share the link. But for any of your listeners, it's called Eco Meditation. He made it free because he's like, this shouldn't be something you have to be behind a paywall. Like mm-hmm. everyone should be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 insane, dude. That is, it's that super blows cool. My mind, man. I just, it, there's so much visualization in it too, so you'll yeah. you'll enjoy it. What's crazy too, like honestly, the like the whole psychedelic thing, man, has just like taken me through a trip like not that i've done psych psychedelics and i don't know if i ever will who knows but sure just how it's kind of come into my life in the, since may in terms of like listening to rogan and then hearing yeah, paula sure. talk about it and uh who's the guy with the last name h he was on he's on tim ferris hamilton oh yeah hamilton morris yep. yep um i listened to him and then now you're talking about it nick stationary ash and i was talking about it it's aubrey like, marcus aubrey marcus yeah it's crazy. Well, I mean, it seems like it's a neck. It could be a next step in the evolution of man. You know, it's it, it. You cannot. If you are in the right set and setting, like right mindset, you're in the right setting. Um, there's no way that you come out of that experience without having empathy for other people and empathy for the world and for everything. It's like mm-hmm. you feel a true connectedness and, and gratitude for for life. It's just something that's mind blowing in that that is the experience. And if yeah. you and in that book, uh, How to Change Your Mind, it's like the the effects for the success rates of like all the different things that they were trying to you know use it for, like alcoholism, addiction, depression. The success rates are astronomical. They are so like beyond any conventional medicine that like even in one time, one time you could be computer, completely cured of addiction or alcoholism for life. That's why Big Pharma doesn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But John Hopkins right now is trying to, yeah, you know. I've heard about that. Yeah, but make I think it like what what like Pollen's doing, what Hamilton Morris is doing, like these guys are making it practical. Yes, they're writing like Hamilton Morris writes a guide and has a podcast that's specifically geared towards the person who's never done it before. Right, and he's like walking you through it and really making you understand like. Hey, there's a purpose behind this. This it's is not some, mysticism, right? Right. It's yeah. not just like you take this drug and, and then and you yeah, enter. Yeah, exactly. No, there, there's, there's a actual process. method and process. Yes. And that's what people need. People kind of need that structure. Otherwise, that's how you bring it in the mainstream. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The anxiety builds. And anyways, yeah. what going back to resonance? Yes. Resonance builds because uh, one as you resonate, it amplifies. Absolutely. And. You could tie that right back into like your own life. Mm-hmm. You start to resonate. You start to amplify the things that you want to do, and you know that kind of comes full circle into like finding what you what makes you happy. Yeah, fun. And, and fun I mean, stuff, I mean, this is I, I swear this book, this book might change the whole way you perceive anything because it's like all has you know all this data to back it up. But the idea of this whole book, Mind to Matter, is like, like when everyone says like you know. You are your thoughts. You are what you believe. And it's all been kind of the, the same motivational mantras that you've heard a million times. Mm-hmm. It's real in the fact that energy is at a place or, uh, um, you know, energy is there first before matter builds around it. Like, here's a perfect example of what I mean. Everything has an energy field. Like, your every cell you have in your body has an energy signature. Like, every single th- living thing has an energy signature. And... um 
like one example that I can think of right off the top of my head was that there, uh, you know, you, with w whatever new type of monitoring devices there are, you can get down to that cellular level. And they found like cervical cancer or ovarian cancer in women had a, cer a certain frequency, you know, signature, right? So they had like a huge study of all these women who had it, ovarian cancer, and, and you know, detected it using this, you know, process and found the frequency. Then they also found a bunch of women who had that energy frequency, but no cancer. Six months later, they all had cancer. So it's like the energy is there first and everything builds around it. So that's why your thoughts can actually manifest themselves. And that's why if you really are conscious about what you're thinking about, where you direct your action and your thoughts, it's like, you know, if you think about going to the gas station, it's like you still have to go do it all. It's not, it's not, it's not like you're going to magically make anything happen. But the more you actually put your mental acuity and energy towards something, the, m the more your life will just drift that direction if you're resonating and you're in tune. Visualization. Yeah. yeah, that's what visualization is. That's all it is, you know. But you it's just making sense of it, which is so crazy. Is that like what the, is that like the basis behind like the placebo effect? Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Okay. No, because like I mean, like I mean, you guys can, you know, whether or not you guys think about this or not, like I've been, I've had a lot of injury in terms of like exercising where it's just me having horrible form and finally getting better at it, but. Um, one of the ways in this meditation that I'm telling you about is is directing some of the energy towards areas, trouble spots in your body and mm -hmm. stuff. And in the last three months, I'd gotten rid of back pain that I've had been dealing with for years. Like, I don't know. It's weird. And that's what connected us. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Weiss. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've, you've yeah. getting your energy towards that. And then Matt Weiss coming on our show. Yep. Uh, boom. Yo, your back pain got you on this podcast. It did. It did. <laughs> that's insane. I think that's how we're going to intro it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how we got to intro that. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, Andrew, you're giving me this look like, yo, we should transition to our game. Game alert. Game. It's a game, it's a game alert. You know, you do this for 80-some podcasts. You know, you get a look. You get looks from your girlfriend. You get looks from your mom. You get looks from your co-host, and you know when it's time. You know the look. It's game alert. It's game time. All Andrew, right. you want to listen? I'll format the game. So we are going to pitch you an idea. All right. We are the back pocket, and we we have a creative mindset as well. I mean, you have just enlightened us through this fifty-two minutes already, and we are so stoked. It's already almost an hour. Wow. It's almost only an hour. It's already almost an hour. So here's our here's our pitch, Deck. Right. We just thought of this, and we've been we've cracked a little bit. Maybe we can workshop it right here, right now. So Let's do you, it. you've been doing all kinds of cool little commercials, little promotions, and they're all within the brand. It's all just like funny mm -hmm. uh, rocker dudes just trying to throw some ideas out there, and you're doing them. Which yeah. is great. So we have a we have a new one for you. All right, Animal House, and it's it's the movie Animal House. Yes. Okay. So you got that far. Got it. Um. So what was it like when uh, John Belushi when he's in there and he's like, "Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor?" You guys would be like, "Was it over when all the breweries came into town?" <laughs> Hell no. You know that that's one of the scenes that we were thinking of. Uh, Andrew, you got another one, right? So that's how you lead it in, and now you're capturing our market. Because we are the college, the rambunctious, the absolutely bananas, the Tommy Giant. That's where we're headed this yeah. weekend. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Animal House, um, and we are gonna we can funnel our way. You can funnel your way into that market with Animal House, and we. Uh, what did you have written down? Oh, to stay in the nights. Oh, to stay in the nights. So we got. Oh yeah. We get. We all get down, and you're playing. You're, by the way, yeah. you're, you're, in, you're the band. You have the one beer in the middle sitting there, and and, and he's like, and get low. 
Everyone's getting lower, right? Gonna get lower now. A little bit lower now. And we're all just bowing. That we're not like getting low, like how they're on their back. Yeah. But we're just bowing to the the beer, to the new brew, the 16 ounce can. Yes. Yes. And then we just and then it's just kind of a little bit louder now. Jungling it around. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thought we had going into the video. Um, the other scene, you know, when they uh, slap him and he's like, thank you, sir, man, I have another. Yes. So we'll do that, but we're just slamming brews. And then some guy slammed his empty can down. Thank, thank you, sir, man, I have another. Boom. Yeah. So thank those you, are like three ideas within Animal House that we think uh, you guys could use. I, I, you know what? I, I'm grateful because that's actually like there's some there's some ripe territory there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's raw. Yeah. It, there's a lot of raw stuff that needs to be crafted workshop, but the thought, the uh, the authenticity is is embodied inside yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we're, we're we're ideas guys and we're uh we're just trying to provide some value yeah and you did okay that's great do we have oh wait, I, had, I had one more this Tell one me. might not actually i'm not even going to say what kind of idea it is so boomerangs on instagram you familiar oh yeah okay so we just do pretty much a one minute promo of just random boomerangs as many different crazy boomerangs like hanging upside down boomerangs or you know throwing boomerangs uh you know they're throwing a boomerang on a boomerang literally throwing a beer and they're just playing it in reverse uh you know that's actually just genius in itself just be like we made a boomerang beer and it's just we're using boomerangs yeah yeah talk about like talk about like that's the the promo the one-off brand right the one-off boomerang bajas brew yeah you know it's i'm not gonna call it a, a a shitty beer but like the money you put in is not a lot this would be a sweet promo for that because then you could utilize it where anyone could start doing boomerangs oh yeah and it would be the Bajas boomerang all right show us your Bajas all right. boomerang. all right all right that's that's good that's yes. good yes. that one's real good so we open the door with uh animal Haas and then we we crush it with boomerang crush it with Bajas. boomerang because i can see that see that's that is that one thing where it's like you do it in service of everyone else because you show them you can do this too. You can participate. And it's like show us your boomerang. Then you got you got all these advocates on your side anyways. Like yeah, and you got idiots like us. Yeah, who do Sending it? Bajas Brewery Instagram just going like this a billion times. You know how many times girls boomerang in a day? Oh, I, I, it's astronomical. It's I like won't million? even say girls. You know how many times people Pe- yeah. in a day practice boomerangs the boomerang is is that's the new way to consume any content like if you want to see today as well yeah like hey what's yeah what is he or she doing today it's like well they boomerang this it's like i don't know if that's what they're really doing but that's what it looks like yeah (laughs) all right that's our game shout out to boomerang those were our ideas i like it Mm -hmm. i like it i like being on the other side usually i'm the one having to pitch the ideas okay well maybe let's throw it into your court for a second here i mean you've been on our podcast for 57 minutes you've known us as people for an hour and 15 minutes. Um, any ideas for us, man? So, okay. This, uh, this just because have you heard that song back pocket? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, okay. You, of course you know that. Um, and not that you're going to be able to like afford licensing that song or do it. Or you might want to do it illegally, but I don't know why that just popped in my head, but I just like, I can see there. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just that, that was that was it. All I just I had was that song popping in my head. I'm trying to think because that's the first thing you always see when you look up back pocket. It's that song. I imagine, of course, you you've heard that song, but I'm a huge Wolfpack fan. Oh, like, oh, oh sweet, massive, massive. Like we sponsored both their shows when they came here. Oh. Um, at first have. Oh. Got you know, and they're they're a bunch of awesome music nerds. They're just the coolest dudes ever, and just like to play music just for themselves. Right on. It's that's awesome. awesome. Sorry, that's totally not the answer no, you're looking that's for. That's some other things. Yeah, we'll no, talk that's, about off air. That's um, awesome. I like that a lot. And yeah, that's another segue to the back end of our show. So we finish with two questions. Yeah. And the first one puts the ball in your court. He just asked for some ideas. 
and we've asked you a ton of questions. Um, do you peppering have, you with peppering questions you with questions day, for man. sixty minutes? I mean, you got to be exhausted at this point. Um, I'm doing great. All right, cool. <laughs> do you have any questions for us? Yeah, I do. I've been wondering, like, what do you see this becoming? Like, I'm just curious as to, like, do you have thoughts on, like, do you want to make this? a thing or do you want to like in terms of like do you want to pursue this in terms of maybe getting sponsors someday and turning this into like a full-on national blowout i mean not that that's not national now but you know what i mean like do you want this to be like your thing or you're using this as a way to kind of learn about what you guys want to do i'm just curious mm-hmm. as to where you know, you know? There's, there's there's obviously you can make it a fun thing that you always do is like you know the thing that you keep as your in your back pocket this is my thing i get to do for fun is like get to interview people talk about ideas because mm-hmm. It's like what you're doing with your band. Yeah, where it's like if I, it, that's why we'll never be like a full time band. Like it's it's it would lose its fun. It would lose its luster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to get at. That's a great way to phrase it. No one's asked us that in that way before. Yeah. Um, What's funny though is like we used the podcast as a networking tool to figure out what we wanted to do. That right. was like the right. the aha moment, like probably four or five months in. But now it's like, dude, this is a brand. This yeah. is a real thing. We've. Yeah. I we agree. Uh, started an LLC. We have written a business plan. We're trying to find as many different ways to make money from a podcast as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of all been ideas. And we've always just pursued the next idea yep. every single time, you know, just constantly getting better. Um, but you're right, dude. You're right. If we, Andrew and I were only podcasters, and that's what we did for 30, 40, 50 hour, 100 hour weeks, right? right? We would drive ourselves into the dirt. Yeah. So there's got to be other way other different opportunities that we could do that could reinforce our brand mm-hmm. so what are those things for myself and possibly andrew i wanted to start doing stand-up comedy yeah i want to start doing i want to start doing that so that i can that's another funnel to our Dude, podcast that's awesome then I, like i'm an engineer so i want to i want to go into engineering and start um you know find like a renewable company that i can help out and get them on the podcast awesome remote, right so like i i'm trying to formulate all these different funnels of my life kind of like what you're doing dude father band fallon Mm-hmm. Like I want to have those kind of four different things in my life that I'm all passionate about. I can all do it, you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I, that's the vision, I guess. What what do you think, Andrew? The seeds that we sow are the plants that grow, and we are we are just spreading so many seeds, and we're trying to water as many as we can that feel like are going to grow into something that is nutritious and uh, in our value and, and find that value. Um, and and it's not clear, right? It's so hard to figure out because no one has started a podcast and like. And made their life through that. Like everyone uses, it's just it's an offshoot, right? It's an offshoot. Everyone uses Always podcasts as their another way to create that funnel. They, yep. they didn't start as a podcast, yeah. So it's it's hard in the sense of like, what's the blueprint? Uh, well, really, there's no blueprint for anything, but this blueprint is a little more unknown than the rest. So we are dabbling, we are tasting, we are trying to figure out who can bring some value to us. But what more important? What value can we bring to other people? Because that is what's going to lead to the next venture. That's how you open every door. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. So I. I applaud you guys. It's awesome. Sweet. You guys are getting started early, and I'm, I can't even imagine how many people have already met just by doing this alone. It's like, pretty cool. You have no it idea. Yeah. It's it's really cool. What's also really cool too, and what Andrew's kind of touching on was like, like what we basically just explained to you is, hey man, we don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but that's what's so fun about it too. It's mm-hmm. like because if you are if you again you're constantly doing this, who knows what doors might open and what what things might lead to? It's like that's. That's awesome. And we're comfortable and we're confident in that. Yeah. And that's what we want everybody else to be comfortable and, comfor- comfortable and confident in mm-hmm. is just 
pursuing an idea, not knowing what the result is. Yeah, we, exactly. I, we started the podcast literally like, hey, let's start it. Why not? Just for just because we're two average dudes. Why not? And then look where it's grown to. You know, yeah. we would have never expected this. Yeah, man. And and the thing is, is like if you had expectations of what it would be, it would, you you might even feel bad that it didn't go right. a certain way. It's like you got to right. embrace the expect nothing, accept everything mentality, you mm. know? Hell yeah. Absolutely. And then this is our final question. Um, what did you learn today from the time you woke up to when we're having this conversation? Uh, how similar we think, which is awesome. Um, and I learned that uh, you guys have good heads on your shoulders and shit that I wish I would have been, uh, you know, thinking a little bit more when I was your age. So. Appreciate Kudos that. to you. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's a great. We we absolutely had a blast having you on, bro. Like that. This everyone like built the hype too. Everyone was like, "Yo, Mike's coming on your show." We're like, yeah, dude. We Hell got yeah. Mike. Yeah. Hell yeah, we got Mike. And, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. People were hyping you up. I had a, repu- uh, you that's got a reputation. Good. All right. But that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Boom. We're back. Bajas Brewery. Thank you, Mike Schwant. Thank you, man, for coming on. What a freaking conversation that was. Totally eye-opening. A lot of cool things going on. Practicality. Bauhaus. The meaning of Bauhaus. How it started. The creation story. Mike Schwant. You are an interesting cat. And our, 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 our. That's kind of cool. A little play on words there. Uh, just yeah. adding an H there. Yeah. Our, our. Good that's, content. That's Good content. blowing me away. Yeah, that's hurting my ears. The hour we were able to spend with Mike Schwant was phenomenal. Um we started with the Baja story, and then I love hearing hit, like creation stories in that manner, and then tapping into the individual post, learning how they created something, and his his mindset on finding ways to challenge himself, but also finding balance in his life. It really was an inspirational and very knowledgeable. So, I, I know our marketing interns have plenty of gold nuggets in in there. Absolutely, marketing interns, dude. Welcome to all the new listeners. How about that? And Andrew just mentioned marketing interns. And when we say marketing interns, we mean our listeners. So if you're listening right now, you are a marketing intern. Thank you to all the new and all the old marketing interns for making it this far. Man, the back end. We talk about it all the time. We preach it on our show. This is what we hold true to the back pocket. This is us, man. This is us. If you guys want to know about more about us, this is where you belong. Thank you. Today's a little different, though. We started with a two-minute intro to this interview. We got right into the intro, and now here we are. Everyone's wondering what the average quality is. And you know what? We got to give it to them now, in addition with the what do we learn and feel-good story, of course. So let's finish this thing on a strong end, the new back end. Andrew, what do you got, man? An average quality, man. I mean, this is different because our average quality is now at the end of the podcast. We've never done anything like this before. It's just new waters, man. We're like stepping on thin ice. It's weird to even change like my perspective on it because that's totally throwing me off right now. My game has been, you know, I got a new curveball. It's like it's like putting the first quarter at the end of the game now, which is totally different. Like I always come into the podcast starting off saying today is October twenty first, twenty second. See, we don't even know the date anymore. Twenty second. It's October twenty second. And the boys from the back pocket are back. Why can't we just start it like that, though? Why can't we? Why can't we just start it right after the interview and we can just well, say no, that? We absolutely can, but we didn't. Oh god, we, we threw ourselves off. But hey, that's a learning thing. We can document that. We can get better from it. But really, the average quality, man. When you boil it down, it is us really doing our research on our audience and trying to appease to that audience the best we can. 
And a lot of that's not our fault, right? We don't get the demographics that um, ho other hosting websites provide. We got Anchor right now, but Anchor's on its way, man. We're, we're buying into Anchor because we love what Anchor's provided to us, and we believe that they're going get, to get us to the next level. But we don't have the demographics. We don't have how many listeners we get a week. We don't have all these really good statistics that we can feed off of and actually generate what the audience wants. Yeah, so we just got to wing it. We're here. We have been winging it. And continue to wing it. I mean, we get one feedback, and that's another thing. Like, we get we get a little bit of feedback, feedback, and we're kind of seeing a little snowball effect. So, is it all right? Do you do you totally seize those continuous uh, notions of the front end might be a little too long? Your your core of the podcast is kind of the conversation. So, why not start it off with the conversation to have that draw? Because that's probably why. Someone clicked on the podcast. That's why a new listener clicked on the podcast. So do you give them that? Or do you start off with us? Because that's what we're all about. How do you retain listeners? You don't, It's not that guest that's going to be on there every time. Do you retain listeners with what we talk about? I don't know. And is it goes back to that whole thing. Like, What is the percentage of the listener group when it's talking about new listeners and return listeners? Mm-hmm. That's our biggest average quality right now. And I kind of had that aha moment within this past 24 hours. It was like, what is it? Is it 20%? Is it 80% return listeners and 20% new listeners every podcast? Or is it 20% return listeners and 80% new? And like that kind of freaks me out in yeah. that regard because like, do like, cause everything that we talk about has that same, like you, I don't know if you need to listen to all of them to totally understand what we're saying, but the returned listeners totally get it. And they're here for a reason. They love our they love what we're putting out and we just want more listeners. We want we want more um, dedicated marketing interns, honestly. And what I'm seeing now and that's really coming about like currently is our brand and loyalty is royalty. We love the loyalty is royalty royalty. That's how our brand has been built. Marketing intern via marketing intern, listener via listener, just spreading the word, word of mouth, right? And they come back every single time, man, because they love it. They love all 90 of our podcasts and they've done it. They're here with us. But then you got the brand, right? Me and you. When someone says Andrew, they say back pocket. When someone says Declan, they say back pocket. That's something that's also that something we want to reinforce through and through. So how do you balance that? And that's the that's the teeter totter method. That's the the thing we're trying to do our best right now. And maybe that's the average quality, right? Balancing how much you want to reinforce the brand and balancing how much you want those new listeners, right? It, I think it all. I think it there's is. There's no answer. There is no answer. I think it's just a recycle effect, though. Yeah. You know. And I think that's what's really fun about our podcast. And you know, maybe that average quality was a little deep, and maybe people are like super sad. I think they're just hearing us how we are not not lost but we're we're trying to figure out another way transparent yeah we're transparent right now and that's always a, that's what yeah. we've always been though man that's that's the glo that's the beauty of the back pocket you know like that's just that's what makes it us the, the authenticity the transparency and the humility to admit that you haven't done a good job sometimes right yeah. or more so an average job but it's all about how you grow how you develop dude how you develop growth and develop? You're kidding. Yeah. So, oh, we're back. Are we back? Yeah. Okay. For all the new listeners, our podcast is about growth and development, man. Live it, learn it, love it. So now the real back end begins. 
where we actually, this is what we consistently, persistently pursue, is a what did you learn in a feel-good story. So Declan, what did you learn to help out our marketing interns have a little knowledge for their next little dinner party? Because that's, that's kind of your forte. That's yeah. Your specialty. Ooh, I'll, okay, I'll deliver two. All right. You you got to, I, I gave two last week. Yeah. Now it's your turn to give two. <laughs> yeah. Am I ready? I don't know, dude. I, Can you handle it? Yeah, it looks like you're red in the face. You, is the pressure? Uh, no, you got this. You got this. This is nerves. This is nerves. Um, okay, first thing. Always say yes to opportunities, man. Always say yes. And I say this because an opportunity loss is never regained. And you, the more you say yes, the more you understand which opportunities to say yes to. And the more opportunities that come your way, the more the better. It's just the war of attrition. It's the, the playing the numbers, the law of averages. Um, and that's really what we've done on this podcast. We say yes to, uh, one guest that we're really unsure about and we meet him for the first time, uh, or meet her for the first time. And then it ends up hitting off, right? We take that risk every single time and it just grows and snowballs into the right yeses every single time. My second, what did I learn is, um, Instagram DMS when someone follows you and you just hit them up saying, Hey, thank you for the follow it grows into just something crazy, like 95% of the you time. You get a little more insight on why they hit that follow button. Yeah, decky DMs, it's crazy. I'm, I'm Are you electric hard. right now? Yeah. Oh, man. If someone, if they had a live stream of my DMs right now, it would be kind of like the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, just watching numbers go up and down, all kinds of activity. So, uh, yeah, that's what I learned this week. Right I think you delivered. You had two tidbits, and I think you delivered. Okay, good. You think it's worth talking about any of that at a, at a cocktail party? No. All right. What do you got? What do you learn, man? Oof. I'm learning about the healthcare industry. Here we go. This is what you talk. I can already tell. This is what you tell at a cocktail party. Lock in marketing interns. Here we go. So uh, I have a new venture in my life. I don't know if I've been, if I've disclosed this information. Yeah. Let's talk about it. A little temp job with United Healthcare, you know, talking to uh, receptionists and, uh, and doctors. And, you know, doctors' names are bananas. Like the most extra- extravagant names in the world become doctors. Let me hear a name. Do you have one on the top of your head? No, I I, I can't think of one right now. But I, I, I think about 60% of the names I throw into Google Translate. To, and then I hit the sound button to say, like, how do you pronounce this name? And then it does it, like, in the most English monotone voice ever. So then when I call the building and I, like, try to find the person, I butcher the name. I'm like, and I, I go, and I'm going to butcher this name and I apologize. And then I say the name. And like they usually laugh because they probably get that a ton, but th- the names are just crazy. But then the receptionist names are the mo- are typically like Mary, Kathy, and Jody. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> like every single so like when the receptionist like they go hi, this is from what blah 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 facility, mm-hmm. and you have Jody speaking, uh, and then like I, hi Jody, this is Andrew with United Healthcare. This call may be recorded for training and quality purposes. And I'm calling to confirm blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about this right now, but it's being talked about. And uh, I'd say it's pretty, uh, you're okay. You're I'd, in the clear. Yeah, I think I'm in the clear. You haven't dropped, it, dropped any like serious doctor names. No. Unpronounced. <laughs> exactly. So what I learned is uh, the healthcare industry is, uh, it's massive, by the way. Like I'm working on an $80 million project that feels like I am not making any impact on the company. However, it's crazy. Um, find your value. Find where you fit in. I'm, it's a small impact, I guess, but it's $80 million worth if you do it properly. So. And, this, and this message is recorded. 
this message is recorded. Yeah, good work. Not yeah. maybe recorded for quality and training purposes, but <laughs> is recorded. You should you should tell uh, Bridget or no uh, Jody next time. Jody or Mary, one of the two. Um, you'd be like, this is my average quality. Like my average quality is pronouncing names, um, but can you get me Doctor So and So? Yeah, a little plug. Maybe something there. A little plug. Um, well, dude. I think you won the. Uh, if we were gonna post a poll saying who had the better, what did we learn? Yeah, you had the better. I one. think I had I by far. By far, I, I don't know. We'll we'll leave that up to the marketing interns. Hey, Deck, what are our marketing interns? Oh, so our marketing interns are our listeners, and they tell other people about our podcast, marketing us via word of mouth. The most powerful way to market our podcast, brick by brick, listener by listener, marketing intern via marketing intern, cliche by cliche. We got to keep doing it. Absolutely. Because right. someone just now was like, oh, 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 oh that's what I right. Well, you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. And you know what you're also going to be excited for? Mm. It's a feel-good story. Absolutely. Because we're positive guys, and we always end on a positive note. Decky Brown, hit us with a feel-good story. It is challenging yourself at everything we do. This podcast backend was a challenge. It's going to be By a trial on air. We've done 80 podcasts now. And this is the first time that we've done it this way. Yeah. I am so lost. <laughs> but, like, dude, we're going to learn so much from this. And I'm honestly, I'm a little bit pissed, to be honest. You're pissed. I'm pissed. Oh, no. It's This This is a feel-good story, and I'm letting you, you know how I am not feeling good right now. Uh-oh. Let's unpack it real quick. Yeah, What's wrong? I, I, I we changed. And, I, I, and someone looked in, in our faces and said they didn't say it directly but it was kind of like a, a formula of people saying hey man change crystalia style yeah and uh i don't know if it's for the better or not I, we've done 80 things for a certain amount and we might have beat it into a dead into the ground and it's it's not the the method to the madness so there might be a better way to do it but at the same time we did it for eight like and we just let it go that simple like we just decided 20 minutes before this podcast that we're just going to let it go we just let we just gave into it. Really, no f- true talk to it. I don't know. Maybe we did have a talk, but I'm I'm all, all underestimating it. But uh, I'm pissed. Change is not bad, Andrew. Let me tell you. Regardless of how well this works or how how it doesn't work, it is a pivotal moment. And you got to realize it's not just this podcast, season two, episode thirty-seven. It's the back pocket, man. And that's what it is. And that's what it's all about. And the consistency's there because we're putting out content three of the seven days a week and it's never going to stop. You know, that's that's how I look at it. Yeah. Simplify it down to what we are. There are going to be a couple of people that are like, whoa, where'd their front end go? You know, but you know what? It's all right. We're going to figure it out. We're going to adjust and we're going to go. And we're going to get to this back end or we're going to get to this feel good story. Sorry. Challenging ourselves, man. That's what we're it's all about. We're challenging ourselves right now, and we're asking our marketing, our list, our marketing intern, our listener, our mark, our listeners, to challenge themselves yeah. in situations where they feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because being comfortable is be comfortable the, with being uncomfortable. Being comfortable is the easier path. Mm-hmm. Being uncomfortable is the worthy path. Boom. Take the worthy path this week. It's really all we got, man. I, I, I just want to reinforce that positivity. I really really want to reinforce just taking the worthy path, trying new things, challenging yourselves. Simple as that, man. Simple as that. Next week, what do we got? We got a big guest. We have my boss, my former boss, Josh Letty. Life's a beach, back channel brewery, a man who 
had the ability to start something himself as well as many of our other previous guests. But this man in particular just did it in a, in a way that uh, not many people are doing it before. This is a whole new industry. Life's a beach. I work for him. He's a great man. I'm so excited to just tap into that. Next week, what is that, October 29th, you're going to get a little Halloween party reflection and you're going to get a lot of Josh Letty. Until then, love you guys. Take care. Take care. I'm